You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Amen. Psalmist says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Um, I think the band has a new single that's coming out next week. So I think by next Sunday we'll be able to listen to it. But it's a, it's a proper jam. It's a very nice song. Uh, I'm waiting for the one that they will feature me in. <laughs> um, drop some bars, rap here, reggae there. <laughs> um, and those people who are laughing, you know, this is how they laughed at Jesus. They laughed at, uh, they laughed at Liverpool. <laughs> Uh, they laugh at a lot of people, but God will, God will. I'm actually very um, constrained today um, because I, I want to, um, I really want to share from my heart and from what God has dropped in my heart. Um, pastor Godman, our lead pastor, will be here. Uh, he will lead us in, he will lead us in a, he'll come pray with us. So sometime in the service, he will come. Um, and if he wants, he can even now preach with me, like a tag team preaching. You know, I've seen T.D. Jakes them do that before. You know, but let's see. I don't know if he wants to flow like that. Or just one of you guys. Okay, but, um, and I will probably pray and I will share the communion. Alright? So that's, that's important. Today um, is International Women's Day. Um, um, uh, I know some of the guys are like, again? Or <laughs> but uh, we can't celebrate women enough. Uh, some of, I think the most amazing people I have met on this earth are women. And I, sp- I, I can tell you that for a fact. And I've met a lot of nice guys, Tolu and Shola. And, but the most amazing people I've met uh, in this world are women. And uh, I just want you to know, uh, if you're a woman here um, that you are very special and that God's hand is upon you Um, we don't yet honor you enough but may I ask all the guys to please stand all the guys to stand and I'd like us to please put our hands together and celebrate all the women guys let's shout also for them let's celebrate them let's celebrate them guys come on let's raise a shout in the house Let's raise a shout in the house. Let's raise a shout in the house. Thank you, guys. Please sit. We love you, ladies, dearly. We'll try and love you one at a time. But, <laughs> but we, we love you dearly. Okay. God bless you. Uh, Mother's Day comes up soon. The first of the Mother's Day. There's plenty of them. <laughs> There will be equality someday, <laughs> but <laughs> there will be equality someday. We will fight for it, <laughs> but, but let's not go there. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, hmm. Okay, so last week we had this conversation where we began to speak about um, our work being part of our worship to God. If you're, if you're first time here, my name is Idris. I'm the resident pastor here. Um, and people around you are most likely members of LifePoint Church. 
Um, we're very happy that you're here. So last week we started this conversation where we say your work, the things that God puts in your hands to do is part of your worship towards God. We established last week that no one is meant to be idle. That there is no such thing as an unemployed Christian. In fact, I encourage you last week, if you don't have something you're doing yet, to employ yourself. Give yourself a job title. We said last week that when we work, we need to recognize that our work actually is, um, is unto God. I know you say you are self-employed, but that is not completely true. Now, the things we do, Scripture says to do them as unto the Lord. It says, because from him we'll receive the reward of our inheritance. We said, let your work become the work of God, that you should walk by faith. That those who walk must take pride and have dignity and and be glad for the work that they do. I think we must have said how that uh, uh, God does not expect us to do illegal work. So help me tell the person next to you, tell them you cannot be involved in 419. You cannot. I just, this is, yeah. In case they don't understand, tell them no Yahoo, Yahoo, no, no Yahoo Plus, Yahoo. Just tell, please tell them. Just tell them. Don't, it doesn't matter who they are. Just tell them. If they're ignoring you, maybe that's why you have to really tell them. <laughs> I had Because all this, this is necessary, not that they'll say somebody didn't tell them. You can't be. All right. In fact, if you are here and you are involved in that, we're really praying that all your deals will go bad. All. All. All of them. You can leave church now. <laughs> or you should stay. But all of them will go bad. You cannot prosper in that business. You can't. Oh. <laughs> all of them will go bad. Even the one that you thought were going to pay today, it will all go bad in Jesus' name. Bible says, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him walk with his hands that he might have something to give. Okay? I remember we someone said, why did I come to church? God brought you here, don't worry. We've not even started. Oh, <laughs> this is intro. Alright? Um, and I remember we said last week that the work of a righteous man is the landing pad for the favor of God. And so when God wants to bless you, he would give you work. I know traditionally when we've taught in churches and we would say that God is going to favor you, in our minds we think that means I will not work. But what we see from scripture, and we'll dive into it more today, is that when God wants to favor a person, he gives them something to do. Genesis 26 the Bible says Isaac sowed in that land. It wasn't money. He walked. So everyone needs to give God's blessings something to land on. And I remember saying, this doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter whether you have a degree. It doesn't matter. It just matters that you know that you are blessed. Blessed people walk. Blessed people work. In fact, scripture says, woe to you land where your kings are children. It says, when your princes wake up in the morning to play. Right. Our work is part of our worship. In fact, our work is meant to worship God as much as our songs do. 
I remember saying last week how that you should let nothing distract your ability to work. There are certain calls you should not take at work. All right. Um, now, so preparing through the last couple of weeks, God began to impress very strongly in my heart this whole conversation about favor. Psalm 5 and verse 12 says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. And so that's our conversation this morning. So the power of work. And we're talking about favor. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we share from your word today, that you would anoint both the speaker and the hearer. These words, Lord God, let them be spirit and let them be life. Uh, let them birth truth in the deepest parts of our souls. Let the spirit of wisdom and revelation fill this place. Wherever these words are heard, Lord, speak to us. Empower us. Inspire us. Change us. We give you thanks, our Father, in Jesus' name. Favor was how God planned the world to run. Man was meant to plant one thing, go to sleep, and wake up to a thousand. Mark 4, Jesus 26, describing the kingdom of God. Today is a good day to take notes. Today is a very good day to take notes. Mark 4, 26, Jesus describing the kingdom of God. Says the kingdom of God is like a man who plants seed in the ground, should sleep by night. And rise by day, and the seed shall sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head, after the full head. He was saying to, look, man was meant to do his part and then see the favor of God at work. Let, let, me, let me explain it a bit. For how were children born? Or oh, if you've not done the class yet. <laughs> but what we contribute to the process and what we get out of it, to, you, you've seen the children, you know it's not your work. Well, <laughs> it's the favor of God. God created the world to be full of favor. And so when he says someone is blessed, right? The blessing essentially is like a favor code. It's a calling to experience favor. And so one of the things we will establish today is that a Christian must go to work fully desiring, expecting, and positioning to be favored by God in their business and career. I repeat, a Christian must go to work fully desiring, expecting, and positioning to be favored by God in their business and in their careers. Anything less is unbelief, guys. Hebrews chapter 4, he begins to talk about people who didn't enter the promise because of unbelief. So when a Christian goes to work, they must expect God to favor them. When you read Psalm 1, verse 1 in the Amplified, where they try to explain what it means to be blessed. 
They say blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God. Is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked and, and all that. When they explain what it means to be blessed, they say it means to be fortunate, to be prosperous, and favored by God. Will someone say I'm favored? I am favored, all right? That said with no conviction, life point. Will we say I am favored? All right. Because we've gone from full circle, the, the generation that believed that God will favor them so they will do no work. To the generation that said, oh my goodness, our parents said God will bless them. God did not bless them. Of course he didn't bless them because they did no work in some cases. And then we say, no, we walk, we do not believe in all this, God will favor you. But when God blesses us, he expects us to walk and then be favored. So again, I repeat that the walk of a righteous man is the landing pad for the favor of God. I was thinking this morning, follow me, that what does it take to win the Grammy? One song. One song. One song. Uh, Joseph has been on my heart this whole period. God was with Joseph. Joseph walked. Favor showed up. Joseph took over. I, I read uh, from Genesis 39. And God impressed in my heart as preparing for this to make this a prayer. And, and for someone, as you take notes today, may I ask that you write prayer points down? That is it. May, may I ask that you write prayer points down? Genesis 39, verse 3 to 6. The Bible says, speaking about Joseph, it says, And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight. I'm reading Genesis 39, 3 to 6, yeah? And served him. I'm reading the NKJV. And he made him overseer of his house. And all that he had, he put under his authority. So it was from the time that he had made him the overseer of his house. And all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's, Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. I don't know who it is, but God will bless the, your company because of you. I didn't hear that. God will bless your company because of you. The Bible says the Lord, the master saw that the Lord was with him. Who was Joseph at this point? He was a, a guy that had a dream, talked about the dream, had been sold into slavery. So even as a slave, he walked and the favor of God showed up. I don't know who this person is who thinks that the job they have now is, is even worse than slavery. As far as you're concerned, this current job you have is slavery. But the favor of God does not respect geography. It doesn't only show up in VI. Even if your office is in Ali Moshe, Ibadan, Benin, for equality's sake. 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're an associate, undergraduate. If God can bless Joseph as a slave, to the extent that the Bible says his master saw that the Lord was with him. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. In fact, let's move further. Because, you know, someone says, well, as a slave, maybe he just worked really hard. Because I said it last week, Joseph had every reason not to work. My brothers have sold me. My father, I'm no longer with my father. I'm, I'm just here by force. I mean, even the course I studied in university, I wanted to study architecture. Uh, and then here I am studying modern history. And then you say I should do work. What's the work am I doing now? Administration. Where's the plan of God for my life? Let, let's read Genesis 39. We're going further with Joseph. The, the work of a righteous man is the landing pad for the favor of God. Genesis 39, 21 to 23. Because Joseph's story gets better. Because now he's in prison. Oh, you know the story. Fine boy. Potiphar's wife likes him. Says, would you lie down with me? He says, no. Leaves jacket behind. And ends up in prison. So we read from verse 21. The Bible says again, but the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. And showed him mercy. And he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hands all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. So he's gone to prison now, guys. So I know you thought you were a slave, but maybe someone even says, I'm, I'm even in prison. But everything he did, so he was working. He was not idle. The favor of God does not encompass people who are idle. Stop all this. I am an artsy person. I'm creative. And you're smoking weed from morning till night just waiting in front of the TV. No, 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 no. Go and walk. I was telling you, there's somebody who needs to start a bakery here. All this, I'm, a, a, I'm an IT. Some, no, leave it first. Go and bake. There are under, over, almost 200 million people plus, and then Fallaby have not even started contributing to the, to the population yet. When they start, everything moves on. Bake bread. I'm a coder. I want to code. No, coding is good. But this man is in prison and he's working. Someone say, I'm favored. We move up to Genesis chapter 41 from verse 38. And the Bible says, And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a man as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and as wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. So 
So favor shows up even in the most unlikely places. It doesn't matter whether it's Obalende. Favor turns slavery, betrayal, and even imprisonment into theaters of testimonies. So I, I, I want to speak to that person who is in a place they don't like. To understand that as long as you would work, right, you would find pathways of favor. I tell the person next to you, tell them work, tell them work, work. You have to work, you have to work. Don't you know any work songs? Christian ones. Not to sing that one in church. <laughs> you don't know, you try and just play something. There'll be showers of blessing. <laughs> favor shows up in the most unlikely places. I mean, I think the the old timers used to sing a song and say, on the mountain, in the valley. And I'm saying it with an accent, so you probably, and in the land, <laughs> and in the sea. Do you know the song, guys? How, do, how does it go? You can't sing with an accent. <laughs> oh, you have to clap to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and in the... Uh, hallelujah, the Lord is my passion in the land of the leaves, the Lord. People like to play too much. Lord. Okay, okay. John in the land of the Lord. So it says. <laughs> it says on the mountain. And one day, Father, we should just sing choruses. You can see how naturally they're singing it. It says on the mountain, in the valley, on the land, in the sea. And for someone, you need to, as we pray today, start saying, Lord, I understand that favor is your will for me. I understand that you did not create me to struggle. I understand that if I do my part, that you would blow it up. And, and so someone needs to do that and then start to, and I'm going to go into it, and start to work. Let me tell the person next to you, tell them you're not working yet. You're, you're not working yet. You're not working yet. Yeah. The Bible says, blessed is he that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. What is the counsel of the ungodly? It is the one that tells you if you take a laptop, email this old woman in Florida, and, and then next week you, have, you tell her to send money, scam. How dare you? Oh, don't worry. You will see God's hands in that business. Ah, you will see God's hands shortly. She will email you and tell you to repent. If you don't take care, she will scam you too. In Jesus' mighty name. Because... Guys, the, the reason people do that is because they do not understand the pathways of favor. That is why, we, that's why people steal. That's, that's why people bribe. That's why you, we, we offer sex for promotion. I'm coming where you are. <laughs> and so he, he began to lay in my heart that there are pathways of favor. And I just very quickly run through them. When PG comes, we'll pray. And if I can't finish them, I'll finish them next week. There, there are a couple of them. I just mentioned them quickly. And we see them in Joseph's life. 
I sense that God is calling us to a place, guys, where we can see expressions of his favor. That one, you could sharpen the axe. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and 10, that if the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill will bring success. It is amazing how much favor comes to those who are prepared and open. Joseph moves from a chap who just has a dream. Don't forget that's how he starts. He started with having his own dream. And then he moves on to interpreting the dream of the butler and the cupbearer. And then he moves on to interpreting the dream for a whole nation. What has God given you? What gift? The Bible says the man's gift makes room for him, brings him before great men. The supernatural power of God needs skills and a place for expression. What are we learning? What skill are we letting God give us? What has he given you already that you would sharpen the axe? Another path is that you would look beneath the surface. What do I mean? That there are unusual places. I think it's in Job chapter 28 where he says, Surely there is a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. You need to read Job 28. And he begins to say, These things are beneath the surface. And he says, Men will make parts. He says, A miner will set up light under the earth to look for it. But we need to get to the place where we trust God for eyes that see and hearts that understand. That we need to come to the place where we develop the ability to understand the flow of value on the earth. That you will let God inspire you. That you will let God, Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call upon me and I will show you great and mighty things of which you know not about. The guy who, I don't know who it is, but somebody probably started making hand sanitizers in December. Cleaned out now. What, what, what if Christ tarries? Father, would you show us what careers will make sense in 10 years? In 20 years? What businesses should we be doing? Because when Joseph begins to speak to Pharaoh, he begins to tell him about things that will happen in 14 years. I was speaking with the leaders last week. I said, there is so much short-sightedness in our day that people don't have plans for five years. That you should be doing things and saying, because I think in 20 years. But this whole hammer generation, if it doesn't happen in six months, it's not of God. And that's not true. Tell the person next to you, tell them work, tell them work, tell them work, tell them work. Joseph got an understanding of what was coming and what God was doing. This one is important. Pathways of favor, right? Sharpen the axe. Number one. Look beyond the surface or beneath the surface. Number two, clear the dross. And I tell you what this one is and, and, and I hope it makes sense. 
So praying was not, it was not even this week, it was last week. The first thing, one of the things he said was, he said about a silver cup. He said, you know, you need to be clean. I kept saying, what, Lord, what are you talking about? What silver cup? And the only instance I could find a mention about the word a silver cup was in Genesis 44. The whole story. Joseph, when he tries to get Benjamin over, he puts his cup in his sack. When they describe that cup in Genesis chapter 44, we read verse 2. The Bible says, also put my cup, the silver cup, in the mouth of the sack of the youngest and in his grain money. And so they did this according to the word that Joseph had spoken. Verse 5 explains what that silver cup was. So when they're having a conversation, they say, is this not the one from which my Lord drinks? And indeed from which he practices divination. You have done evil. So they said to these guys, look, there's a cup that Joseph has. It brings, he uses this for nourishment. And when he has taken that nourishment, he begins to see things. And so I started praying, I'm like, Lord, what does this mean? And he began to say, look, there's productive capacity that he has given us as people. And he began to talk about how it, it just seems like we have misappropriated it. And I, the first one for me was our brains and our thinking. And how that, for a lot of us, we don't even really spend time in thinking about how value can be created. You're, there's something called your brain child. So that you can sit down and just think about stuff. Is this not the one from which my Lord drinks? <laughs> That for someone, you need to stop using your productive capacities for intense recreation. So it means that your work time should not be when you're on social media. Looking at what people in Japan and China posted. Maybe for some, except social media is your work. But people cannot be using you to make money. You think we're all on social media for the same thing? No. I don't know what your silver cup is, guys. But would you protect it? For someone, it is that your work time, your work location should be sacred. It should be set aside for encounters with God. Your office should not be the place where you're playing all sorts of strange music. On How do you go to work on Monday morning? And you're playing um, this music from, let's not name people, but from other planets. How? If you cannot play worship music, play jazz at least. That your office should not be for slander, for gossip, for evil talk. that you would use, you would protect your ability to work. I remember sitting down in the office one day, as it was at lunch, and some guys were talking about series that they had watched. I mean, I know that I'm a bit older from Benin, I don't, but trust me, that day I was worried. Because when they started naming series, eh? I'd never, things I'd never heard of in my life, and they had watched whole, the whole thing. I had stopped at I tried to do bones and uh, this long ago and I was in suits, so one and two. These guys were talking, one and two, I stopped there. It was getting repeated. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm saying, they were just naming series after series after series. You're not an entertainment commentator. 
You're not a producer. You're not an agent. You're not a film critic. <laughs> God. They are using you to make money then. And guys, you cannot watch more series than you have done training. All in agreement say I. I say it gently, so you're <laughs> you can't. Ha. Series does not bring candy. Does series bring you money? Training brings you money. Simple calculation. They have so many free courses online. Some of you get emails from Netflix. God bless you. They are greeting you. <laughs> if you don't, if you're not there on a daily basis, they send you email. Hi, you, you didn't seem to log in today. Some of you sleep competitively. You sleep as if it's an Olympic sport and you hope that you can represent Nigeria. The Bible says a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 10, I quoted it earlier, 16 to 17. It says, Woe to you, land, when your king is a child and your princes feast in the morning. You cannot wake up in the morning and be. Recreation should not be scheduled in the morning. Except you're on leave. No, it's not possible. Joseph, and I say this, <laughs> Joseph made sure that his ability to produce was not corrupted. When you read Genesis chapter 49, the Bible says the archers had grieved him, uh, had, had shot at him, and it says they had grieved, bitterly grieved him, shot at him and hated him. But the Bible says his bow remained in strength. And one of the things, you know, that occurred to me, especially as we talk about walking the pathways of favor, is that you cannot harbor bitterness. Joseph understood how to use the tools of forgiveness. He understood the power of a God perspective. When you read Genesis chapter 49, Genesis chapter 50, his father dies, the brothers show up and say, we know you're going to kill us now. Because Joseph had every right, and you and I will agree, those brothers that sold him, how do your own brothers sell you? That's uh, uh, Fego, Fogo, and uh, they all come together and they trade you like a commodity online. And they collect the money. Ah, no, no, that's not done. Then you now come back and you say, as a Christian, you should forgive. Forgive what? But when he begins to explain to them in Genesis 50, 20, he says, because they come to him and say, our father is dead, now we know you would kill us. And it says, look, as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good in order to bring you as it is today to save many people. That someone would just focus on working. Keeping yourself light. Keeping whatever God explains to you to be your silver cup. Keeping it clean. But it can be for nourishment and inspiration. Two more and we pray. I said earlier that Joseph had every reason not to work because he had been sufficiently disappointed in life that he had every reason to entertain and explain mediocrity. The Bible says in Proverbs 22 and 29, it says, do you see a man who excels in his work? 
translation says, who is diligent in his work. That he will stand before king. He will not stand before unknown men. That there is something about diligence and labor. That they are not a cost, guys. They are not a cost. That you should prepare yourself and be ready to work all night ever so often. I have, even in my career, I have worked all night before. As in you sit down and you walk all night. I remember that day I was the... No, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. And the message is touching your spirit. It's okay. Just relax. But don't do it again. Okay. <laughs> I remember that day I was the resident DJ. We were in the Airtel office back then. And I started playing music for the team. I played till morning. And don't ask me what I was playing. Just playing music. But how diligent are we, church? Christians should be some of the most hard-working people you can find. Because we know that there is favor in our work. So we are working more. Do you find a man who is diligent? It's interesting how much of diligence, even in our businesses, in our careers, actually even comes through excellence comes through in even how we treat people guys because how we treat people matter the favor of God the blessing of God the work of a righteous man is a landing pad for the favor of God that our careers our businesses should become an avenue to add value to love people to make things better in the world, that we should create products and offer services that are kind to people, that God will favor us. So you will not sell fake drugs. And when I say drugs, I mean pharmaceutical drugs. You shouldn't sell drug drugs at all. You say, I'm a dealer. You can't be a dealer. Please tell the person next to you, you can't be a dealer. You can't, you can't be a dealer. Not that time. Now. Now you won't sell expired products that you won't sell a house that you know is going to sink in six months you won't sell ponzi schemes you say it's a, it's a what do you call that thing now multi-level spiritual marketing but you know that you're just you know that in a couple of days how, how do you you shouldn't do that that you sell products that honor mankind that you are you take care of your workers you have health and safety standards. You don't tell people to go and interact with electricity with their bare hands. You sell food that is sweet. Can't say you're selling chicken and it tastes like rubber. <laughs> and there's a lot of unrighteousness in our city. Sometimes you go in lunchtime, one chicken, and it tastes as if... The... <laughs> That's not... That you don't answer the phone with hostility... Yes, yes. <laughs> Gentle answer. That there are people, and this is, sometimes we talk about this, but there are people who, the Bible says, be careful how you entertain strangers. It's because unknowingly, some have entertained angels. People, you see someone who is a stranger in the reception of your office, you walk past him as if he doesn't exist. Just a simple, hi, how are you? Has someone attended to you with a smile? People have found husband like that. And wife, if I may add. But no, 
I'm intellectual, I'm woke, I am new, I'm whatever it is. That you would not sell counterfeit goods and pass them off as original. If the guys want to buy counterfeit, then explain to them, this is fake. Preparing for this, I remember a story, this is Ruth's story. Sometimes when we talk about Ruth and the favor that she found, we think it was just because Ruth was a fine girl. And that when she shows up before Boaz, she just wears a slightly tight but okay dress. And Boaz sees her and he's, you know, he can't breathe. He's like, oh my goodness, who's that girl? That's not the true story. Because in Ruth chapter 4, when Boaz begins to speak to Ruth, he says to her, it has been reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. How you treat people, being diligent and excellent matters. Simple, courtesy matters. It wasn't just because of how she looked. It was about how she treated someone. The work of a righteous man is the landing pad for the favor of God. I don't know what work you're doing, but favor needs to show up. Favor needs to show up. The last one, and we'll start to pray. When we read through Joseph's story, it is consistent, consistent. The Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. And so there is something about God's presence. There is something about God being with us that causes us to walk this pathways, guys. Remember what I said earlier, that a righteous man, a Christian, must go to work desiring, persuaded, and requesting for favor to show up. The Bible says of Jesus, Luke chapter 2 and verse 52, it says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and all men. Ah, so I'm praying this over myself. So Idris is increasing in wisdom. Maybe not in stature. But in favor with God and with men. The same thing when they talk about Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 2 and 26. And the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor both with the Lord and with men. And there is something about people who spend time in God's presence. That there is something about people who give attention to the presence of God. I said to myself yesterday how that it does begin to seem to me that our worship of God is more important for us than it is for God. I know the theologians were like, oh, what do you say? <laughs> our worship of God does not change God. Our worship of God does not make God bigger. But there is something about us when we worship God. The Bible says we all with unveiled faces are being transformed. There is a change that comes. If I'm wearing a nice perfume, Pastor Tolu, and you give me a proper hug, you come away sometimes smelling like me. Then we say of Joseph, the Lord was with him. In slavery, the Lord was with him. In prison, the Lord was with him. 
I wonder if the Lord is with you. Life point. I love what the conversation that Joseph has, that Moses has with God in Exodus chapter 33, and we'll round up here. Where's BWS? In Exodus chapter 33, read verse 12, 24. The Bible says, Then Moses said to the Lord, Is Papa around? Not yet, okay. Exodus chapter 33, verse 12 to 14. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you may say to me, Why are you reading NLT? So you can just sit in the multimedia booth and decide what translation the pastor will read. <laughs> Please, let us read NKJV. God bless you. <laughs> oh, these people. Just put NLT boldly. I say, Pastor, read this one now. <laughs> uh, you have favor. <laughs> but let's do this one. And the Bible says, and Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. It says in the next verse, And therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you, and I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And then the Lord says to him, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. It's amazing what the presence of God does to the life of a man. I'm going to say this for someone to write down that if you would cultivate the presence of God, you will not have to bribe. You need to write it down as a promise from God. You will not have to bribe. I sense that you are perhaps in an industry that is heavy on bribing. And I'm not being funny, I'm being serious. Look, there's some industries where they tell you that it is, an, it is an institutional part that you have to bribe people. And I know some of you here give bribes as part of your work. No, 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 let's call it what it is. People are shaking their head. Don't worry, we know. But there is, there is something you would carry that will open doors before you get there. The Lord is with me. <laughs> I, you know, so all through this week, I've just been telling myself, I'm not sure God understands how I'm going to be behaving in the coming days. Because I'm going to be saying, God, you are with me. Where is my favor? God, you are with me. And I'm going to work. Guys, you all know, you know that we work, because you know, sometimes it's, you know we work. So you know I have a job. I have a, I have a job, a, a nine, another job. That's I'm bivocational. So I work. So when I wake up in the morning tomorrow, I'm going to an office with shirt and tie to receive email. I work. <laughs> I work. Meeting, I have a departmental meeting at 9, 10 tomorrow. Where we talk about the week. I have another one. I spend time. I work. I'm not, no, no, I'm serious. So I'm saying this because we understand we're in this together. I'm also saying this because there, there is nobody who comes to Life Point who should be idle. You can't wake up on Monday morning and put on comedy. No. Ah, no, 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 no. That thing will blow. 
no, no, no. Something has to happen so that God can explain to you that he's talking to us as a church. Maybe when you do it, maybe your phone, you just see something melting. Then you're not okay. This is, this is what the Lord has been speaking to us at life point. If you go to another place, another church, it's okay. But in this season, we walk. Even if you don't have a job, wake up Monday morning, dress nice, take paper, start writing ideas. <laughs> Put it on Instagram. What can I sell? Open a car wash in front of your house. What, what degree do you have? You wash 10 cars a day, 1K, that's 10K. You tell me I have a degree, I can't do car wash. What, do you, what are you saying? 10K times 25, 250K versus zero. 250K, tight there is already 25K. You send your mother 50, father, okay, well, you send your mother, I don't know how much you send your mother. <laughs> but I'm serious. Nobody's idol. Last couple of weeks, I've had people share testimonies with me. I can't share the testimonies here because I don't have their permission. But one of the persons I know, as they were sharing their testimony, they, they were trying to explain, say, we've been very, very blessed. You know, when they start using adjectives, ah, God has blessed us more than He has blessed us before. I'm telling you. The Lord is with me, that those who spend time in God's presence, will carry his favor. I speak to the artist here. Before, I know before, before you came to Christ, you would take weed and smoke before you go and write your music. No, it's okay, I understand. But the Bible says there is a spirit in man. The breath of the Almighty gives him inspiration. So this week, why don't you ask God to make you high? And, and why don't you spend time in his presence? Speak in tongues a bit. Libunda magadosh kalebra gadosh. And do it for 30 minutes. <laughs> Holy Spirit of God. The very first message that was ever preached in any Elevation Church, in the Elevation Church, was a message called The Favor Factor. It was preached on the 10th of October 2010. Uh, it's a huge privilege for me to be in that service. Uh, and I don't think we understood what we were setting ourselves up for. I mean, there were 386 people, if I'm not wrong, in that service that day. Today, in all the Elevation churches, there's probably 12,000 people plus on a, on, a, on a given Sunday. I've seen God take people who are willing to work and pour out his favor upon them. So people look at the Elevation Church and wonder, how, how are you guys doing? And we're like, even we, we don't really know. We just know we're doing the things that we have to do. That you would sharpen the axe. I'm challenging someone here to learn more about their skill, about their craft, that they do spend time in recreation this year. But you would look below the surface that you would let the Holy Spirit inspire you and show you the flow of value on the earth. That you would make sure that that which God is trying to use to bless you, your brain, your heart, are free of that which corrupts and holds down. That you would be diligent and you would seek excellence. That you would not accept mediocrity in anything in your life. And that you would broaden your experience of God. 
someone, you spent 10 minutes in worshiping God for most of that you would say, Lord, this year I'm going to spend 30 minutes in my quiet time. And I keep on telling people, some of these things are not meant to be done alone. That you would gather your friends once a week and say, let us just pray for two hours. I mean, if all your friends only take you to drink, then come on now. And that you would start to pray all sorts of prayers. All sorts of prayers. All sorts of prayers. All sorts of prayers. I've been saying this for a couple of years that one day someone will wake up and say, how much, how much is a bank? How much do they sell one bank? I want to buy a bank. You made a joke about something I put on Twitter. It's all right. <laughs> but today, that's our prayer. I mean, Pastor Godman will join us shortly. That is our prayer. We're saying, Lord, our favor will show up. Help me tell the person next to you, tell them your favor has to show up. Your favor, your favor has to, they didn't hear you, so maybe you should tell the person on the other side, tell them your favor has to show up. Yeah, your favor has to show up. Your favor has to show up. Let's pray in the Holy Spirit. I like that song. Yes, I like that song. You're playing. You're a good man. Good man. <laughs> Let's pray in the Holy Spirit. Let's pray in the Holy Spirit. For someone, I feel just a huge sense of comfort. God is, He's speaking to you very clearly this today, and He's saying, "Don't worry. Don't worry." He says, "You do your part. You would work. I will favor you. Don't worry." It's a, it's a strong sense. For someone else, he's just reminding you, if Joseph was in prison, I favored him. If Joseph was in Potiphar's house in the midst of hostility, I favored him. He didn't like it in those places. But he did not let his circumstances define his expectation of God. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, go ahead and pray in the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Lord, where is my favor? That the way you created the world was that we will put in one in the ground and it will blossom. They said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? But the Lord was with him. Pray in the Holy Ghost a couple more minutes. That a Christian must go to work fully desiring, expecting and positioning to be favored by God. So can you as you pray in the Holy Ghost, we're expressing our expectation to God. Lord, I am not irresponsible. I'm not just saying that I will walk around and just things will happen. I have decided that I will do things. I will not be idle. I will be diligent and excellent. I will sharpen the axe. Uh, Lord, and I know that you will favor me. 
favor that my parents did not know favor that people have not understood in my industry before is he not called the one who makes a way where there seems to be no way the one who opens a door when no man can shut it I refuse to walk in unbelief the, the, the disciple says to Jesus he says we have labored all night and we have caught nothing but Jesus says hey let me show you how to do this uh, so someone needs to say Lord show me how to do this if God can promote a man in the prison I don't know where you are it says promotion does not come from the east or from the west the work of a righteous man is the landing pad for the favor of God I'd like us to pray down a release of new jobs a release of new businesses Lord your people want to walk so Lord we call forth a release of new businesses a release of new jobs in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ new opportunities we declare no one will be idle in this house so it seems like no, we have really not made a demand on the blessing of God over our lives. We have really not made a demand on the blessing of God over our lives. That there is the oldest son who says, I have been here all day, but you've never given me anything. You have never given me anything. He says, I've been working here, but you've never given me anything. So it is possible to be in the house and yet not partaking of the inheritance. Colossians says that when we walk unto God, that he would give us the reward of our inheritance. I'd like us to pray about that. And I'd like you to just say, God, your blessing over my life will show forth in favor. It's a simple prayer. Lord, I will do my part. I will be honest. I will, I will be skilled. I will be diligent. I will treat people properly. I will show up. I will be hardworking, I will be daring, but Lord, the blessing, your blessing, the one the Bible says makes rich and adds no sorrow with it, Lord God, it will show forth in favor in the name of the Lord Jesus. For someone, it is time to go international. For someone, it is time to go global. For someone, it's time to expand. For someone, it's time to launch out into a new business. Ah, Remadanda Magadash Kaleba, Emosoto Rebragada. In the label called the Magadash Kaleba Ragadosh, Lebra Babambo Robrogodosh, Kaleba Handa Magade, Lishoto Makareb Ragada de Magadosh. Lord, we give you thanks. Can we sing that song? Can we sing that song that we've been playing? Rebo Shata Makarabadosh, Kaleba Rabra, Rebosh, Karabarabarabarabosh, Kelebrogodosh, Babababasanabosh, Ebas, Ebo Shata Rabros, Kelebosh, Kelebos. Come on, guys, let's sing, please. Showers, 
seriously as God has taken it and for some reason and I'm very careful to say things like this there's someone who needs to say to God I will be more blessed than my parents and I do not understand the total context of that declaration it might be that your parents are extremely wealthy and blessed and for some reason that is a ceiling in your mind it might also just be for someone else that nothing happened good for them and that is it. But, but it's a declaration that says, I will be greater than my father's. I don't know who that is. As our, our pastor comes to pray over us, lead us in the communion. I, I said it earlier that, you know, t- almost 10 years ago, sitting in that room, Pastor Godman preaches his message, the first message at the Elevation Church, the favor factor. I'm not sure we even understood what he was preaching. as we walk life point the things we will do in the coming days in the coming week we will see the favor of God in multiplied measures it will shock you yeah it will shock you it will the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph I'd like us to receive the lead pastor of the Elevation Church Pastor God as it comes to lead us in prayer 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lift your two hands to Jesus all over this place. Father, we thank you for the supply of your spirit in this place today. We'll bless you. 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 Thank you for showers of blessing. Thank you for showers of blessing. Glory be to Jesus. Lord, as we partake of the communion today, we decree and declare that every benefit of redemption that has eluded anyone here is restored today. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I cannot hear your amen. Amen. I sense in my spirit that the people here who are contending with limits, some self-imposed limits, some mental limitation or psychological limitation. For some people, it may be a spiritual limitation. As we partake of the communion today, I want you to release your faith and release yourself because God is removing ceilings. I said God is removing ceilings. Before I pray and administer the communion, I just want to give you context. Context. And I was just talking about this at the the Lekki Church. When you look at the life of Joseph, while he was at Potiphar's house, enmity that he faced in his own father's house moved him from a favorite son of his father Jacob called him the son of my old age and the Bible says of not, nothing that he did of his own made him the favorite of his father it was just the time of his birth he could have been the first born or second born or third born yeah but he came in late and because he came in late the father said I loved him I, 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 I'm just going to love him. And that love, the devil was, was to, to use it to bring enmity. And from a, a son that his father loved, he became a commodity. Somebody may be listening to me right now. The way you feel is like you're not in control of your own life. Some people are just playing you around like chess, like uh, pawns on the chessboard. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. When you are on a career path that is very vague, that's how you feel. Yeah, that's how you feel. Because today you are there, somebody says go there and go there. We don't want you here again. So you are walking away with rejection in your heart. And then somebody just says, oh yeah, come and stay here. And then you stay there. But there's no trajectory. So specifically, I will be praying for people without trajectory. If anyone is here today, you cannot say this is the trajectory. This communion is for you. Because as we pray and partake of the communion today, my God will open your eyes to see a trajectory where there is none right now in the name of Jesus. Somehow, in the heart of Joseph, he didn't forget the dream that he had at 17. And that dream suggested a greatness trajectory. So he, he, he had the presence of mind to forgive everybody and to just walk in love. Something told him that if you allow them to take you out of the path of forgiveness, working in love and all that, it may change the trajectory of your life. Because in Genesis 45, when you read verse 5, when his brothers came to him, he said, come closer, come closer. 
the summary of what he told them in message translation, he said, you sold me, but God sent me. It meant that he had a perspective from time. That there's a way I need to walk with people, to love them, to continue to love them, so that the trajectory of my life will not change. Can I give you another example? Jacob was walking in Potiphar's house. I mean, sorry, Laban's house. Genesis 30 and 31. At a point, after he spent 14 years, he got the first woman, Leah, and then got richer. 14 years. And then after a while, he said, Father, Father-in-law, let me go. Like, boss, I want to go and fulfill my destiny somewhere else. The man started to play games, change his wages, did all sorts. By the time we get to Genesis 31, Jacob was saying, he said, an angel of the Lord appeared to me and gave me an idea. That idea in modern day is a disrupt, was a disruptive idea. To say that if you put, if you get a, a piece of uh, a stick and you strip it, right? You create a strip on it and you put it in front of an, two animals that are mating, even if both of them were plain colored animals, they're going to give back to a strip or speckled animal. And according to the agreement sign, all the speckled and strict animals were supposed to be Jacob's own. So what they did was they removed all the speckled and strict animals from the fold and said, take care of plain animals, but you're going to get your wages here. It's the speckled and, <laughs> and strict ones here that's going to be your own. How is that going to happen? Are you in, in an impossible situation right now where they said, except you have this qualification, you can't get a job here. Or there's no promotion except this happened. That was like what he did to Jacob. But God gave him a destructive idea. I pray for someone here today, as you partake of this communion table, may destructive ideas enter your mind. In the name of Jesus, may 2020 announce you to your world. By the time this year has gone midway, <laughs> may the trajectory of your life change. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lastly, lastly, still about trajectory. You know if Joseph's brothers knew that God gave the vision but he didn't give the location of fulfillment. Because if he gave the location of fulfillment, they would never sell him in the direction of Egypt. <laughs> Even if, when they refused to kill him and they wanted to sell him, they would sell him in the direction of Australia, where they would know that this dream would never be fulfilled. I, I hope you are getting what I'm saying. As we partake of this communion today, my prayer is that someone here, my God will order your steps to where your dream will be fulfilled. Yeah. If what God has said concerning you, if God's plan for your life will only be fulfilled in a particular industry and you are in a different industry right now, before this year is over, you will find yourself in the right industry. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody may be listening to me right now. The place of fulfillment of your dream is not Canaan, where Jacob and his children are. It's Egypt. It's a different geographical location. Before this year is over, I said before this year is over, you will be relocated Amen. in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Whatever kind of 
location or change or whatever is needful for the fulfillment of God's purpose for your life. I decree today, as we embrace the covenant that we have with Jesus, it cannot lose control of our lives. Amen. We renew that covenant today. Amen. And the way I see it in my spirit is like somebody who just got, you know, uh, uh, somebody who has been roaming around and all of a sudden, Google Maps said, go left. Google Maps has been misbehaving before, just started working well. That's what's going to happen. I'm just talking figuratively. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And half that has been malfunctioning. As you partake of this communion table, you just see the half working well. Yeah. So that's the place you go like this and you just realize ah, we're getting closer. You know, as you go closer, it reduces the time. Yeah. And you just see that you are maximizing time now. You are no longer wasting time. You will no longer waste time. You will invest time rightly. Lift your two hands to heaven. Whatever is the category that you belong to right now. In the name that is above every name. The name of Jesus. The Bible says at the mention of that name, every knee bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. So we declare every situation under the influence of my voice. It's time for you to bow. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We have come in the name of the Lord. The name that is above every name. His blood was shed so that our own blood will no longer be shed. His body was broken so that we can live in perfect health. As we partake of this table today, if there's anyone here with any symptom of any ailment, I receive the healing power of God over this communion materials. And I decree as we reenact the covenant, let healing flow freely here. Let restoration flow freely here. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let someone relocate into destiny. Physically, a relocation into destiny. Career-wise, a relocation into destiny. Business-wise, a relocation into destiny. Lord, if there's anyone under the influence of my voice that has been displaced, I command a divine relocation. In the name of the Lord Jesus. If there's anyone here with any kind of situation, medical situation, where they have said there's no solution, as we partake of the table this afternoon, I, I just wanted to release your faith because God will do something new in your life. You are coming back here to give a testimony. Wave your hands to Jesus all over this place. If you have the prayer language of the Spirit, why don't you pray in the Spirit? If not, just say, Lord, I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. If not, just say, Lord, I'm expectant. 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 Somebody say, my heart is open for disruptive ideas. I want to shine your light in my industry. I want to be different. And I know, Lord, you can do that which only you can do in my life. So I open myself up to something new. It's a new season. It's a new day. Wave your hands to him, pray in the Holy Ghost. 
Somebody who needs an, an infilling of the Holy Ghost, you can ask him to fill you right now. You can ask him to fill you right now. Lord, fill me with your power. Fill me with your grace. Fill me with your spirit. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Before I say the final prayer, I will partake of the communion. Can I say a very important prayer? If you're here right now, with all that's bowed, while we remain standing, if you're here right now, and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you don't have a relationship with God, before I make this pronouncement, I will partake of the communion table. I want to lead you to say a prayer. I want to lead you to say a prayer. God wants to take control of your life. But he needs you to yield it to him. He needs you to yield, yield your life to him. If you are here, you are not born again. You are not saved. And you want to say, Jesus, come into my life. Or maybe you said a prayer before, but you're saying, Pastor, I'm a honest person. I know if Jesus should come right now, I can't make it with him. I backslid. Sin has separated me from God. I'm completely cut off from God. I want to be restored. I want to be restored to God. I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. Can I ask that you put your hand on your heart? If that's the prayer of your heart today, put your hand on your heart. I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to say a prayer for you. I'm going to say a prayer for you. I'm not born again. I need to give my life to Jesus. Or I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you right now, right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you for your obedience. Ordinarily, we, 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 you know, we love to, to maybe call you out or pray for you, but I'm not doing that right now. All I want is for your heart to be yielded to him. After the prayers and all that, our counselors will want to engage with you. But I want you to say this prayer with me first. If your hand is on your heart, put that hand on your heart. And I want you to say after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. I need a Savior. So today, I ask that you forgive me my sins and that you cleanse me 
from every unrighteousness. I yield my life to you completely and absolutely. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And give me a new beginning from this moment. Fill my heart with your spirit. Let your spirit lead and guide me. As I partake of the communion table today, I receive the blessing of a new beginning. I start afresh with you. Guide my life. Lead me in the right direction. I yield it completely to you. Have your way in my life. Thank you, everlasting Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus. If you just said a prayer with me, and if you don't mind, the moment the service is over, before the service is over, we'll announce for you to engage with some of our ministers. Uh, glory be to God. Now that we've said a prayer, can you lift your two hands to Jesus all over this place? Lord, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare today by the authority that you have given me as a man called by God to lead people into their destinies. Whatever may have limited the fulfillment of anyone's destiny here, as we partake of this table, I command it to be removed. In the name of Jesus, I speak to symptoms. I speak to ailments. I speak to diseases. That body is the temple of Jesus Christ. So I command you to vacate that body. Now, in the name of Jesus, whatever God has not planted in your body that may be growing, I speak to it right now. You are a stranger in that body. So I command you to dry up. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I speak to pain. I command pain to go. Pain in the abdomen, pain in the back, nagging headaches. I command you, go in the name of Jesus. I rebuke diabetes. I speak an end to you right now. I curse asthma to the root. I decree asthma. Your tenor has come to an end. I command you to cease in the name of Jesus. I speak to every spirit of infirmity that may be harassing anyone here. I decree over you right now. You are free in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you, everlasting Father. Wave your two hands to him all over this place. There's an atmosphere of expectation. Just wave your hands to him. Wave your hands to him right now. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.